Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and this next gentleman, I, I think it's a great idea. I think he's going to wind up being hated by students all over the country when this uh, idea kind of gets rolled out. It's something that we've dabbled with here on the show before, but a, a principal from a school in Kildare is after inventing a phone away box, right? A, a, a box for your mobile phone so that you don't wind up just living on it and figuring out that you can't count past seven anymore because your brain is fried in school. Principal Carl Hegarty, sir, very Welcome to the show. How are things? Good evening. Thanks very much. This is a. I think this is a great idea because everyone, not not just students, absolutely everyone is now just completely distracted and addicted to their phones to the point. But here on the show, I got one of those um, timed lock boxes that what you're meant to do is put sweets in it, and then you know you, you can lock it for an hour or two. And I put Saoirse's phone in it, and she was not a happy camper at all. No. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it gave me severe anxiety. I'm not going to lie. And this, like looking at the photo of this design, where you know it's like you're. Locked Locker is there and in front of it is a glass case with your beautiful phone <laughs> in it with Instagram and Facebook and everything else that you need. Yeah. This, yeah, no, you're not going to be a popular man. That's right, yeah, it's kind of cold turkey, isn't it, you know? But no, just what you were saying there even previously that the students won't particularly uh, like me. Well, initially they probably won't, but maybe later on they might, might appreciate it. Like, I don't believe mobile phones are in themselves the problem. It's their misuse, really. The students are due to return to school in September and are likely to be more attached to the, than ever to their phone, like, uh, especially after six months of absence um, from the the classroom so it's going to be very very difficult to, to break that habit and I just think this is a step in the right direction. So if you haven't um, if you're listening now and you haven't exactly seen them uh, basically what this device is it's just a very simple small uh, kind of transparent uh, plastic box that will attach to the front of a student's locker like the first thing that kind of popped into my mind was why don't why didn't you just get the students to put the phones in the lockers anyway why was the need for, for this yeah. particular solution? Good question and that was the policy that was there um, before before I came in and I would have had that maybe for a year yeah. but um, you know it's a bit like like the, the, the river in Egypt, a lot of time I think we, sometimes we can be in denial and that the students were not having the phones in the locker. Um, this is an acrylic see-through box about 17 centimetres in width and the height is about 23 centimetres and it's the, uh, four and a half then within to put in your phone and it's an acrylic, very secure uh, box. So the thinking is that, I mean, I'm trying to probably create that value of discipline amongst the students that where yeah. they, can, they can put it up for a little bit while because I even know myself when I'm interviewing people or working away that when the phone is buzzing in your pocket, you mightn't even necessarily answer it but you're, it's still taking your concentration away where you're wondering oh, well I wonder who that is you know so um, and I think that the students have this problem I would have had students and I'm, I'm totally honest with this actually thanking me for taking them away from it because they felt it was actually you know causing a problem in their concentration and the concentration really improved when um, we brought the phone away box in. So I left school in 2007 so we did have phones back then but you were more texting I don't think yeah you didn't have Facebook on your phone or anything like that so I'm sure at the moment in 2020 it's extremely difficult for students to concentrate 
street they're constantly sure. talking about what they've seen on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it might be yeah. and I think as well as that it will probably benefit their mental health more than anything yeah I totally agree with you like it's uh, you know there's feelings of FOMO and we've heard that about the FOMO the fear of missing out like that's been around for centuries but social media and particularly mobile phones have played a huge part in amplifying it for the current generation and like have you ever wondered why students go to the toilet every 30 or 40 times during a school week <laughs> now it may be due to a medical problem but it's very likely to check their phone you know so and I think the students will tell you that themselves that they're actually being honest but no I would agree with you that there's huge implications you know to the mental ill health um, with these mobile phones as well and I suppose what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to create a healthy balance I'm not I don't think there's a need for a draconian attitude of having a ban I think there's a need for a plan more than anything else and this is creating a compromise and I think students really listen when you actually bring in compromise because then they start looking at maybe what you're doing rather, why, rather than why you're doing it. Uh, and I take this as coming into effect for all of the teachers in the school as well. Yeah, no, true. Um, like, I, my heart often goes out like for teachers when they're actually teaching at class and yeah. you have one or two maybe students down the back and they could be on, on their phone. And if a teacher's in the flow of teaching and the feed the class is going well, the teacher has to make a decision then whether to actually, you know, disrupt the whole entire class and address that or maybe speak to the student at the end, you know, which is going to create a conflict, creating a conflict between the teacher and the student. Then it comes to the principal's door, there's another conflict, maybe the parents are involved, the phone has been kept overnight, you know, so it can get yeah. messy and go on and on. In your experience, right, you've obviously been teaching for a good few years, a good few years at this stage. How much more difficult and how many more problems have kind of the phones presented um, to your students and, and to st- students as a whole over the last number of years? Yeah, I think it's predominantly just basically it's a concentration thing really where your concentration gets separated and it's very, very difficult. Like I'm always trying to encourage the students about doing the best they can and trying to reach their potential and I've often said to my students a grain of rice will tip the scale. Like I, I, to give you an example, like when you're talking about wanting to be a vet in Ireland or 32 spaces up for grabs, you know, so like it's, it's mm. very competitive, you know, so it's just by having the, the best concentration you can but it, uh, someone said to me there the other day like having the phone in your pocket is a bit like the bag of sweets in your pocket you know there's a very good chance you're going to dip in um, because it's just it's just force of habit a lot of time isn't it oh absolutely it is and where did you get the idea from well I got the idea and I have to thank uh, Jerry Ryan he's a stu- study supervisor in the school as well we actually came up with the design together and we're, we're at the moment we're kind of uh, rolling it out maybe to other schools and businesses but a parent actually came to me and wanted to know like was their daughter on the phone continuously and I said, well, look, I can't. I can't actually check them or physically check them to see do they have. And, and he said to me, well, you need to do something better than this. And that kind of got me thinking. And I just think this this seemed to kind of work really well. And if I'm totally honest, there was no real negativity around it at all. I know there might have been a little bit of separation anxiety from them have not having their phone. But it was actually great to see even as lunchtime would come about that students weren't rushing to actually even get their phone or prioritising maybe talking to their phones a little bit more and eating their lunch. So it was actually coming second while usually that phone would usually be the priority. Uh, definitely. And uh, no, I think I think it's a good idea. The only thing you're gonna have to deal with, you've probably thought about this as well now, is when some of the students start buying themselves second, third and fourth phones and just having their dumper phone for the acrylic box and then they'll they'll have the other one with them. But listen, uh, sure. overall it, it, it's a it's a cracking idea and I think we've yeah. said we've used it here on on, on uh on the show yeah. before uh, and yeah. Susha had that massive separation anxiety. But um I think we actually had a, a rule, like we're both now broadcasting from home at the moment, so it's not you know, it's not too bad and we kinda need our phones to communicate back and forth but we, we had a rule in studio as well that no phones were allowed uh, just as a way to 
again, keep you sharp and keep you, you know, as you said, concentration yeah. levels and performance levels up because it's, it's not sure. just, as you said, school. Um, it's every other aspect of life that can kind of get drained by the phone. But we appreciate you giving up um, your time here this evening. Who knows? It could be uh, it could be your ticket out of there to an early retirement. But uh, thanks yeah. a million for speaking with us. And um, Carl, fair play to you, Carl Principal out in the uh, Leinster Senior College out in Newbridge, Kildare. Uh, thanks for popping on. Fair play for coming up to the idea. And this one, we'll chat you again soon. Best of luck with it. Thanks very much. Thank you. All the best. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. One thing can significantly lower a man's testosterone levels. Do we think we know? This is really sad. Like, this study is fascinating, but it's extremely upsetting at the same time. Peter has gotten in touch and WhatsApp us and said it has to be a woman's headaches. <laughs> a woman's headaches? So I'm pretty sure it's a woman's headaches that lowers her testosterone levels. Like, <laughs> are they just? Are you unbearable to be around if you've got a headache? Yeah, I guess you would be. I mean, anyone would be unbearable to be around. Anyone that's kind of narky because they're hungry or tired or in pain in some way yeah. isn't fun. But that that goes for both sexes, I think, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, and again, men would be more stereotypically the more difficult sex when it comes to getting ill. You know, you've the man flu and things like that. Yeah, Although, which has been true. proven to, to to tackle us or to hit us harder than the girl flu? Um. Extra large man flu. Yeah, we don't want the normal size. Give me man flu. I wonder if there's any studies actually done on that. You know the way that know, whole man is, yeah, flu thing is. where you'd be actually floored? It was I the same know. study. Yeah, no, no, it was the same study that proved that getting kicked in the balls was worse than pregnancy. I still don't believe that. I know the, the ball thing is absolute joke, but I'm talking about the man flu. No, I think I think there was. I think there was something. I'll Look, be, I've never given birth. I also have never been kicked in the ball, so I don't know what either pain feels like. But I can imagine giving birth is a hell of a lot worse. Uh, well, again, we'll just never know. No one will be able to definitively answer that question. So we'll just have to agree to disagree. Testicles are more sensitive than your womb. Cormac, I would stop now if I was you. <laughs> Unless I just I would. If you want there. to get married to a woman, I would just stop. I really hope she's listening. I do. They never listen. Or there's probably someone sitting at home doing a night feed with their baby right now and they remember the pain very vividly. <laughs> yeah, apologies. But you've no idea what it's like getting a football full force in the crown jewels. <laughs> no, I don't. And I'd love to actually kick someone there because the reaction is always very funny. You know, I remember seeing my brother, like, after playing football or something, and he'd get kicked there, and he'd be on the floor nearly crying. It's like, to me, you're, it's kind of like if you just kicked a football into our boobs. I mean, it's not going to be comfortable, but it's not like you wouldn't be on the ground crying. But are your boobs an organ? Are the boobs organs? It would, do you know what it would be like? It would be like getting kicked in the ovaries. If your ovary, well, ovaries that know. should be on the inside dangle on the outside. I, I still don't understand what what that pain would feel like. I can't just, I can't think of an area. Just punch yourself in the ovary there. <laughs> I still, I don't know what being kicked in the ovary feels like. Well, just a little dig. Dig yourself in the ovary there and you get some idea. <laughs> just the left one, not the right one. Oh, God. I'll pass on that for today. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um, is it smoking? Somebody said, no, it's not smoking. Who said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what you mean by this one, Paul, but you said, is it the priesthood will lower a man's testosterone? <laughs> I mean that's true it probably would but then again you're surrounded by other men men kind of get competitive 
when they're surrounded by other men. So in the priesthood, yeah. maybe it increases testosterone levels because, you know, like, oh, I bet I can pray harder than you. Go on, pray harder than you. I did 12 confessions last night. I did 15. You know, maybe it'll just increase it. God, that's a terrible thought. What? Sad, <laughs> Competitive sad praying. People. That should be a new yeah. thing. No, it shouldn't. No, please don't. Um, no, it's obviously not that. Now, this might surprise you a little bit because I think the opposite... No, okay, the opposite wouldn't be the case for women, but I think women would, wouldn't would mind this if it was the other way around. Okay, that's weird and confusing. So something... Excuse me. Something women do lowers a man's testosterone. Oh, sorry. So a woman is involved in lowering a man's testosterone. Yes. Is it nagging? No. But I'm sure that would work as well. <laughs> I love it when you nag like that. Oh, it's so sexy, ladies. Oh, oh stop God. It. Some guys like that, though. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. They do. I have been in situations where a boyfriend no, has Come on pissed me off so much and I go absolutely, like, you've not seen me angry. I go 100% the wrong direction, screaming and shouting. And then I've had someone that has stopped me saying, I actually find it so sexy when you do that. But Which there's a difference between makes me angrier. But there's a difference between an, like an absolute rage where people might conflate that with some sort of passion, you know, and nagging. Nagging is like, oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Why did oh, you wind okay. up naked on a beach in Bray? Like, uh, come on, come home. <laughs> Have you done that? No, I haven't done that. No. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, but it's it's not the answer. No, not <laughs> nagging. Uh, that would have been a great episode of Father Ted. Yeah, competitive praying would have been um, a great episode of Father Ted, Paul. I agree with you. Sad that that series is gone. Um, but no, unfortunately, um, priesthood, smoking, uh, nagging, and a woman's headache was the other uh, guest that we had in. But it is something that a woman does. So what does a woman do that will lower a man's testosterone? And it's not, obviously, smashing him in the crown jewels with a football, I take it. No, it's nothing to do with that. Hmm. Okay, go on. What is it? Okay, so women's tears have a negative effect on men's sexual desire. What? Yes. So they did a study on this. Now, I find this absolutely fascinating, right? So they got women to watch a very sad film, you know, one that would make them cry, and then they, they gave them this little tiny thing to catch their tears in basically so they collected all, all right. these women's tears and what they did then was put all these men in a room show them pictures of women that they would have found very attractive then they put them in a different room and mm-hmm. made them smell their teardrops <laughs> their teardrops on a piece of like a pad thing but they also yeah. on a different pad had salt solution so right. tears don't smell of anything so the, it, it's not like they didn't like the odour or anything like that. So, without knowing, placed it under their nose. And then they made a judgement about the images of the women's faces after. The experiment was repeated with those that had first been given the tears and then given the salt solution and vice versa. And they found that men who sniffed the tears judged the women's faces less sexually appealing than they did when they sniffed the salt solution. So much so that the levels of testosterone, right... Men's men's testosterone fell by thirteen percent on average after they sniffed 
the tears. <laughs> so their psychological status measured by skin temperature, heart rate, also fell after exposure to the tears. So men completely are like, get away from me. This is horrific. That's, that's obviously kind of understandable. Anyone crying um, isn't really attractive. And if you'd think that a woman crying is attractive, there's probably significant psychological issues that you need to deal with. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, but we're useless you know, with crying. We are useless with crying women. When a woman starts crying, you're like, I've no idea what to do. A high five you or a pat you on the shoulder. Like, do, what's going on? Do you know what? I have noticed that so many times with um, various people in the past. Now, I wouldn't be a crier. I would probably cry a lot less than most women would cry. Mm. Um, but... You know, obviously I have cried over, say, like a death of a grandparent or something like that. Yeah. And having someone not know what to do. Maybe if I was someone that was overly emotional all the time and cried over anything or a film or whatever, then they'd be used to it. But I've had people <laughs> literally do that. You know, that pat on the back. You'll be okay. What <laughs> okay. the hell is wrong there with you? There you go now. Yeah. Or, you know, I have had a fight with somebody years ago where, of course, it was after a very... Fun night out, I'd say. So it got overly emotional and, you know, yeah. crying and throwing his stuff out the, the door or whatever. But again, didn't know what to do. He did not know how to react to me crying. <sighs> That's, yeah. We, we don't. It disables us. That's because his testosterone was, is lowered. So his decisiveness and his assertiveness and any sort of a, a, maybe aggression that he needed in the moment was gone. And he was just like, oh, I'm disabled now. I don't know what to do. I bet you that would never happen the other way around. Women do not dislike a man who cries. Actually, in fact, we do like it. I mean, if you see a man crying, a grown man crying, and not all the time. I mean, if you're crying over watching The Notebook or something, I'd, I'd have to leave you, like, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> if you're crying over a proper problem, there's something really, really cute about it. Is That's there? a terrible word to say. Cute is not the right word. You know, if you're very upset about something, it's not cute. But you know what I mean? That you just want to mind them. Yeah, you definitely don't want to jump and have sex with them because they're crying, obviously. <laughs> but it definitely would bring you closer to them in some form. Whereas, obviously, if a, man, if a man's testosterone is lowering because of this, the other way around, they want the nearest exit. Yeah, definitely. We don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going to happen now? There's going to be a huge change in men and women in 2021. Men are going to be overly emotional about everything. And women are going to start not crying because they're going to be building everything and, and pushing it down, all their, all their fears and all their over-dramatic scenes that are going on in their head. They're going to keep it to themselves because they're worried now that they can't cry in front of you. You're going to cry anyway. Yeah, we'll probably cry anyway. Well, there and you And then go. have a tantrum and so on. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was very strange. Very interesting. Right, so... I, I, like, I don't even know why you'd want to ever lower a man's testosterone. I'm trying to think of a certain situation where you might want to cry and lower his testosterone. Like, if he's nagging you maybe for, for sex constantly in the bed and you're just like, you've had enough of you, you just had a busy day at work and you're exhausted and you want to go to sleep, now it's time to just start crying. It'll turn him off completely. Yeah. Put on the notebook, have a cry, and he will... Put some sleep. of your tears into his coffee and he won't be going near you that night. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? That's really odd. Really, really, really odd. But there you go. A woman's tears will lower your testosterone levels. Yep. Very, very you odd. You heard right? it here first.
There yeah. you go. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Your powerful woman tears can destroy a man from the inside out. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Listen back to the full shows if you've missed any of the shows during the week and want to listen to something. Maybe, you know what, you're doing your security and you're driving around right now or you're just looking for something over the weekend while you're out for your old stroll. Uh, you can find us on all of the usual podcast platforms that you are using. Now, we never got to this at the start of the show, so let's do it at the end of the show. What uh, What's your question for tonight, Saoirse? Yes, so the question tonight is men are more likely to do what than women? Well, that's just a bazillion things. Yeah. Men are more likely to be what than women? Higher paid. Nope. Just better crack. Hey. (laughs) No. We're way better crack. Have a better sense of humour. Men are more likely to be what than women? Now, this is very strange... No. It's got nothing to do with personality traits or any of that stuff. Does it have to do with work? No. It's definitely got to do with you physically. But it's not to do with you emotionally. Something to do with your body, like? Yeah. So, So what's the question again? Men are more likely to be what than women? Men are more likely to be equipped with a penis. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> no, that is not the correct answer. Again, this is a strange one. I didn't know this, but now I do, and you're all going to know it soon as well. Okay. Men, uh, men are-, are more likely to be what than women? All right. Let us know what you think that is. You can take out your phone, WhatsApp us in for free this evening. We'll see if anyone can get that right. Before the end of the show, 87 We'll read out some of those guesses that have come in next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Eric has said taller. Amy has said horny. Uh, Paul has said more normal. <laughs> All of these are pro- technically correct and true. I think technically correct do, do and true. Do you know right. what's funny? They're way worse. The answers get way worse the later we uh, do the show. The later into the night, you know, it's I nice know. and innocent at the start, nine o'clock question. It's usually, you know, pretty PC. And then suddenly they don't care. People just text in exactly how they feel. <laughs> the filth comes and out of the woodwork. As you said, they're 12. all correct. Every single one of those answers is absolutely <laughs> and utterly correct. But it's not what I'm looking for. Okay. So it is something you said physical as opposed to it's not something we do no it's not something we do ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Men are more likely to be what than women? To be unhealthy? Is, is that it? To be, let's say, unhealthy, overweight? No. No, that's not the answer. Um, men are more likely to be, oh, I know what it is, serial killers. Yeah, it's probably accurate enough, isn't it? I think that is. Like, where is the, the female representation of serial killers? That's something that the, you know, feminists need to look into, that there's an underrepresentation of serial killers, female serial killers. And what is the government doing to address this? Yeah, I'd say there is, actually. There's definitely uh, serial killers that have gone un, unheard of in the news because um, they're not as scary, per se, as men. Well, just what is, or not what is portrayed as scarier. What is preventing women from getting into the serial killing market? That's what I want to know. Oh, it's definitely there. But I think, think? you know... You think there's there's the same amount of female serial killers as there is men? No, I don't think there's the same amount. But there's definitely, obviously, horrible women out there and horrible men out there who are up to no good. God, that's that's a scary thought now, isn't it? Maybe it's because we're more nurturing. Mm. I don't know. That's where yeah, whereas you need more we need more female serial killers, guys. That's what we want. In an equal twenty twenty world, more female. So I'm gonna campaign for that. I'll be such a feminist. I'll be like, what do you want? I'm campaigning for a bigger representation of women uh, to be serial killers. Because if you yeah. think about it... That would go down serial, well. Serial killers get loads of fame. Look at Charles Manson. There's TV series, there's book deals, there's uh, Netflix documentary series, there's movies. And they're all predominantly about men. Isn't that actually really weird how we glorify these people? And they're oh, nearly, do, yeah. they nearly end up being famous because we're so nosy and interested in... Like in their brain, in how they work, and, and here, trying to understand the, them. Here's the other thing. So the real world implication, the sexist implications of not having enough female serial killers is then all of the movies about these serial killers are all about men. So men, more men are getting acting jobs to fill the roles on TV in a crime call, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reconstructions and in TV series. So does female actors are getting put out of work because there's not enough female serial killers in the world. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign. Like, where is the Silence of the Lambs version with a psychopathic, highly intelligent woman? Wouldn't it be great that one day there's none at all? Wouldn't that be nice? No, equality. We need See, bigger representation yeah. of women murdering people. I steer clear of all of that stuff. I don't watch any of those documentaries. I'm too afraid. Oh, they're great. No. Psychopaths are scary. 
Really, really scary. Um, so no, it's it's not that. Men are more well, likely look. to be what than women. Sorry, just on that, Amy sent me in this. This is a terrifying message. Uh, she goes, there are less female serial killers, but more women get away with murder. As we are cleaner, we tend to poison rather than butcher. Is that what you tend to do, Amy? Poison instead of butcher. This is horrific. <laughs> this is a chat I don't want to have, Amy. Are you watching lots of crime dramas? <laughs> or are you murdering a lot of men? Is this what you're trying to tell us? So you're just doing a grand job at it. You're like, you've all the equipment, you've all the cleaning stuff nailed, and you just make it spotless. Whereas lads get a bit lazy and go, ah, sure, that's grand. And you left half the blood across the ceiling that they didn't even check. God. No thanks. Thanks for having me. Lol. What if you smother them with, with your boobs, though? <laughs> What would happen then? And you're just saying, no, he was having a great time, but he just ended up not waking up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were having such a the boob, the booby, the booby killer, the booby serial killer. There's got to the be a better trap. word for oh, the booby trap. Obviously. The now, how many killer. men would would be upset if they if they left the earth that way? None. None. Like we need an investigation, do we? I mean, Bob really, <laughs> he died doing what he loved, motorboating the booby trap serial killer. <laughs> oh, that is a great porno. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Actually, there's probably one out there. The there probably is, yeah. You could say it was a very hard case to solve. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, we're, we're gone way in the gutter now. Sorry about that. Uh, so anyway, serial killers aside... Men Hang are on, more can I Photoshop to... <laughs> you? Can I Photoshop you on the cover of an adult movie that says the booby? What was it? The booby <laughs> trap serial tra- killer. The booby trap serial killer. Well, only if you give me big boobs, obviously. <laughs> Just Photoshop you onto Pamela Anderson, and then we'll put that on the video cover. Like the tonight on the booby trap photo. That's uh, t- tonight on the the booby trap serial killer. <laughs> Okay, any actual guests come in? <laughs> no, this is not we're completely, we're Are you gone. writing this down? You're writing yeah, this am, porno yeah, down? I'm, I'm right. wording, working on a script right now and I'm going to deliver it into uh, uh, yeah, uh, an adult entertainment facility. Um, I have, so we've had taller, more normal. Men are better at everything. Uh, men turn... Uh, let me see. Men turn into nice people. Women... Bet this won't be read out. Men... Turn into nice people. Women, I don't understand your message. Women, see you next Tuesday. I know what you're saying with that. Bet this won't be read out. I don't, I don't know what that, that makes sense. Read the question out there again. Here's your for, for everyone in the room. The question is, men are more likely to be what than women? Uh, 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 what is it? 0876797104. Oh, all the lads out in force this evening. Men tend to be more brilliant. <laughs> Just in no. every way. God, we're brilliant. This is a perfect, negative. This is a negative, by the way. This and it's is a not, bad thing for men. All right, and it's not a personality trait or a, like a, a an IQ thing or a behavior. Nope. It's like more of a physical nope. thing. Yes. But what is that thing? I don't know. My God, no, I don't know. We've got just mm. under five minutes to guess this answer. I don't think anyone 
It's going. Uh, yeah, Mr. Marley, we've had Horn here already. And we agreed that that was correct and right, sir. But unfortunately, Mr. Not the Marley answer. always comes back with something filth and then he just stops talking again. That's what we need. We need our room 104 rosary beads for people like Mr. Marley so he can go out and just pray away the sins. <laughs> I wonder how the church would feel about that. Branded rosary beads. I think they'd love it. Yeah. Deep down. So that's how they're all feeling. Extremely horny. Okay, I'll stop now before I offend people. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the answer because you're not going to get it. No, so, okay, go on. Men are, men are more likely to be colorblind than women. Uh, hate that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I knew that. More actually. likely yeah, to I be colorblind. Yeah, our damn male privilege making us colorblind. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I wonder why that I wonder, is. I wonder why that is, and I wonder how many people suffer from this. Because really you'd say something like, what colour is that to someone? And sometimes they're way off. Uh, and then you're wondering, around. can they see the colour you're seeing? It's red and greens, I think, isn't it? That's what the difficulty is with it. Like, do you ever do those colorblind tests? You can do them online and they put up, a, you know, numbers inside it, like colored dots kind of thing. And uh, some of them can be very difficult to see and others can't. But yeah, I remember, I knew a couple of people, or I know a couple of people who are colorblind. Do you? Mm, yeah. Now, colorblind to me is you can only see in black and white. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's that. I think it's, it's difficulty just distinguishing between, I think it's reds and greens. I think. Now, it might be... I don't think they see it in black and white, um, but I think it's difficulty distinguishing between certain colours and maybe certain hues and certain colours that they can't tell the difference between. Who is... If you're colourblind, really let us know what the crack is. Yes, someone says, yes, red and green. That's from uh, uh, Lucian. Mr. Marley says, weed green, no problem seeing that. I'm sure you don't, Mr. Marley. <laughs> I'm sure you do not. Money and weed. Wow. <sighs> oh, Mr. Marley. Never do drugs. Visit Never. a drug study Never. for the support that you need, Marley. All right. Uh, so there you go. You're more likely to be colorblind if you're yep. a man. That's, that's, that's it. No crack at all. I wonder what... Uh, it's red and green in the eye test, Adrian says. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Red and green. You can do those ink dot colory things and see if you're actually how bad you are or if you're sorted or not but listen uh, there you go a uh, quick one before you go tomorrow all day here on F104 for, uh, for, our, for our free Friday uh, you have the chance to win a voucher to wing it every single hour it's for National Chicken Wing Day which is tomorrow so sort your lives out get that sorted uh, wing it they've just released you might have seen Crossy doing this wing challenge up on our social media but uh, they've released their hottest ever chicken wings the fire starter so <laughs> I'm sure that would blow the mouth off you. But anyway, if you would like to be in with a chance of winning that tomorrow, uh, vouchers every single hour here on FM 104 uh, for Wing It for National Chicken Wing Day. So do tune in from the last morning, as we mentioned as well. The Coronas will be on with Jim Jim and Navi in the morning. And then we'll be on after the legend that is Al Gibbs tomorrow night on Freaks on Friday. So he'll be on till 10 o'clock. And they'll, then we shall be on then um, so listen, we will love yous and leave yous as always. Cheers for tuning in this evening. And I should say, as always, uh, Ihawa. Fair play to you for tuning in. Uh, we got to go now. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And if you're not tuning in tomorrow night, have a lovely bank holiday weekend. Uh, but we'll talk to you tomorrow at 10. Good luck. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 